a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we round out the program today, I want to go back to uh, a couple of crucial conversations we've had during the course of the program today. And of course, as always, you can uh, go pick up the podcast at uh, uh, podcast at KSL and uh, pick out any of those that you want to go back and uh, dive into just a little bit deeper. But we've had some crucial conversations uh, around a number of things that I, I want to just want to put a little bow on a few of these uh, topics and ideas for the day because I think they all apply to where we are and, more importantly, what we all need to do as we try to move things forward in a positive way. And, and one of the interesting things, we were talking with Maya Jaredot earlier, and we got to this whole idea of, you know, if the Republicans take control, uh, are we suddenly in, in – impeachment proceedings regarding President Biden. Uh, does this have we gotten to the point where we are going to weaponize uh, impeachment every election cycle based on who's in the Oval Office and who's in control of Congress? The American people seem to be very happy and content in voting for divided government. We, we've had a lot of it over the years, uh, especially over the last two decades. A lot of divided government and there's sort of that checks and balance thing. I think that's the way the, the founders uh, envisioned it. But I don't think they envisioned weaponizing impeachment uh, or just the whole uh, congressional oversight and hearings. The Congress has a right to that. They need to do their job. Absolutely. But if we weaponize those proceedings, then we're doing what, what Maya referred to as draining the, wor- draining the meaning out of the words. And so if we weaponize the process, if we weaponize the process, we drain the, the meaning out of the words, and ultimately, we drain the trust out of the institution. And that's my bigger fear. And whether your politics lean to the left or to the right, or anywhere in between, that should be concerning to all of us. If everything in the process becomes weaponized and politicized, then we're in trouble. Because as either party does that, over and over and over again, it will build a level of distrust in the institution. Uh, trust in the institutions of government uh, are at an all-time low. And part of that is because of the way we are using our words and the way Congress is using its power to convene and hold hearings. Again, I am all for congressional oversight. I am all for the checks and balances. I am all for exploring to make sure we have transparency and accountability. Absolutely, 1,000%. And I'm also concerned that so many of these hearings are not even hearings because nobody's listening. 
It's members of the party ranting and railing and trying to get on national cable news and getting ready for their own fundraising letters and uh, fundraising activities and emails. They're looking to get their social media moment that they can post online. And that's not oversight. That's not good governance. That's not about transparency or accountability. And so we have to be very careful uh, in these swings of divided government that the swings don't become everything. Because if every swing ends up with impeachment proceedings or long drawn out committee hearings that are politically motivated rather than policy centric, that's a big difference. Are they politically motivated or policy centric? Uh, we will literally drain the meaning out of those hearings and they will just be one more part of the political process, not the governing process of our country. Uh, that's concerning to me. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. We've also talked a lot today uh, about polling and polls, how they're done, how they play out, what do they really mean. Uh, If you missed the last segment, we were with uh, Bill Scher from uh, Politico. Uh, Just talking about the fact, one, polls are a snapshot. So take them as a snapshot. Uh, They don't really indicate a big momentum because it's a snapshot. Uh, Interesting to look at, more important for campaign operatives, uh, campaigns themselves, the, the politicians themselves. The most important thing is not for you to vote based on a poll. The key is for you to vote based on a set of principles and a set of policies that you hope to be able to get to with whoever you elect to represent you. And that's the key. And so we'll have a lot of polling uh, running in and out over the the next several days. And it's interesting to look at. It gives us some ideas in terms of what's going on. Uh, But I am far more interested, not in the horse race. Uh, I'm interested in what it's telling us about where we are as a country and where we are as a state and where we are in our, our local communities and cities. That's what we want to have the conversation about. What are the issues that matter most? What should we expect out of government? And where should we expect government to stay out of the way? Where do we need government to lean in? And what does that look like? And then above all, how do we make sure we do all of that with transparency and accountability? Because if we we can't get to that, then it's very hard for us to decide who to send into public service and who we should cast a vote for when we get our ballot. One of the other things I have been watching really closely as we come down the home stretch is the use of political rallies. I think political rallies have become something very different uh, over the last six years. And where at one point political rallies were something that you could go to whether you were a Democrat or a Republican, uh, and you could actually go in with an open mind and listen and see what you heard and how it felt. And you could ask questions and engage. Uh, But we've had more and more of our presidents only interested in doing these big, massive rallies 
uh, where they're definitely roped off from the rest of the crowd, but where they can stand on a stage in front of the adoring crowd uh, and do performative politics. And granted, rallies have a place. I'm not saying we should be just boring and, and not do anything fun. Rallies can be very fun. They can be a great way to reward your voters or your supporters uh, with something that's a little entertaining uh, while still talking about important messages. It can energize that. But I think the days of a political rally really influencing a voter are gone because those showing up at political rallies are those that are already in the tent. Uh, and usually they're way in the tent. It's your it's your hardcore supporters. And it doesn't matter uh, if that is a former President Barack Obama uh, who has been lighting up rallies uh, across the country. He is the best spokesperson that the Democrats have. Uh, he still has an amazing gift uh, and talent uh, when he is on stage. He can go from uh, revival preacher uh, to policy person, and he can do the politics, too. He can dismantle an opponent uh, in some pretty amazing ways. He's very, very good at it. Maybe one of the best ever. Former President Donald Trump knows how to rile up a crowd. Uh, he knows what to say. He knows what buttons to push. He gets it. But I don't think either of those are leading to anything that makes a difference. Uh, I don't know anyone who's saying, well, I'm going to vote because of what so-and-so said at a rally. Or that so and so, you know, did an endorsement of this candidate. I don't think I don't think voters are voting that way, and especially this year, uh, I think this is the anti-rally election. I think most voters this year are making their decisions sitting around their kitchen table, and they're thinking about what is impacting them the most and who can help them solve that problem, not who can solve their political problem by winning an election. But who can help them solve the problem that they're dealing with in their family? And whether that relates to education, economics, groceries, gas, whatever it may be, uh, I think this is a kitchen table election, not a rally election. But this election is up to me and you. So if you haven't voted yet, vote. That's your job. Get her done. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here today on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.